0: Welcome to The God Solution, where we discuss answers to humanity's questions about God and God's answers for humanity's questions. I'm Nate Herbst, and I'm thrilled that you're tuned in this morning. We're going to be talking about something that I imagine is not even on your radar right now. If it is, good for you. But for most people, they haven't even heard of what we're going to be discussing today. And at first blush, they might think it's conspiracy theory or crazy or out there you'll see that that's not the case and it's something that i think is important to discuss although i don't think it's the most important thing to discuss but i think it's relevant it will no matter what you think of the topic be one of the most intriguing god solution shows you've probably ever heard it's going to be interesting and it will definitely keep your interest and it will probably fly in the face of everything that you've been told by modern academia So, we're going to be studying something that's extremely interesting, but flying below the radar. I'd be surprised if you've heard of it yet, and you're definitely going to be one of the few that's heard of it after this show. We're going to get into that today, but before that, I kind of wanted to describe a few notes. You're likely familiar with the Old Earth, Young Earth debate. If you're a Christian, you've undoubtedly come across this within Christian circles. You've discussed it probably with friends, and you probably already have a pretty firm perspective on what you believe concerning that issue. Even if you're not a Christian, you may have heard that the evidence for evolution, for example, is strong and that you shouldn't believe in Christianity. Well, that's nonsense. But oftentimes, the evolutionary theory, which is nonsense, go to godsolutionshow.com to get some more on that. Oftentimes, that's tied together with the assumption that the old earth perspective is proven by science. Now, wherever you fall on that topic, a lot of people think that that's case closed, and that means the Bible's wrong. Well, I usually try to avoid delving too deeply into this topic because there are Christians on all sides of this debate, and none of them would claim that your relationship with Christ depends on an old or young earth perspective. That's important. Christians are on all sides of this debate and neither side would contradict scripture or make it untrue. What I want to make absolutely clear before we get started is that wherever you stand on this issue, salvation is based on God's grace to you and you accepting that by faith. And that's all it's based on, not your position on this topic. That's kind of why I try not to get into it all that often, but it is a topic that's interesting to discuss, and it is one that we're going to discuss today, and a very unique part of this discussion will come up that you've probably never heard of. So, I do believe that the extremely old dates that result from most scientific dating methods are based on assumptions that are impossible to substantiate. For example, the Dating methods of science, although based on some accurate science, are based on assumptions that isotopic ratios in the past were identical to those today. We can't make those kinds of assumptions, especially when we're talking about dates of hundreds of millions of years ago. Who knows what the isotopic ratios in the atmosphere and other areas were at that time? It's impossible to make an assumption like that and then to base a theory on that and then to base our dating on that and then to somehow claim that it's irrefutable. That's an assumption that can't be verified. And I think honesty would require that we at least say that up front. Another big question for these extremely old dates is why is there carbon 14 in coal and other prehistoric samples all across this planet and things like coal and other prehistoric samples we find radioactive carbon which should not be there in anything older than 50,000 years yet it's there and that's a big problem for the extremely old dates held by most of those in the scientific community now again i don't think we should make too big an issue of this but I think it's important when we look at scripture, scripture doesn't say unequivocally the date of the earth or the universe. We can infer from scripture how old it might be by adding up genealogies and things like that, but there's always going to be a little bit of ambiguity when doing things like that. I think it's important to be dogmatic about absolutes. I also think it's important to be cautious about our inferences from them. I do think that being said, that a simple reading of scripture does not seem to lead to extremely old dates. When you pick up Genesis and start reading through it, you're not going to likely come away thinking that the earth is hundreds of millions of years old. That's probably not going to be what you take away from it. I think that the extremely old dates in a theological sense are a bit of an ad hoc explanation. So, all that being said, the Christian faith doesn't rest on either side of this debate. And modern science and its corresponding naturalism do rest firmly on one side of that debate, the extremely old side. So, today's show, we're going to put a little pebble in the atheist's shoe, a little doubt in their mind about how old the earth really is. And it's going to be an extremely exciting show. When science uncovers data that conflict with modern evolutionary assumptions, either their presuppositions or the data must be rejected. And unfortunately, many committed atheists and evolutionists take the latter route. They reject the data. They try to throw away whatever disagrees with their position. And this is the reason that you've probably never even heard of what we are going to be discussing today. And that brings us to today's topic. And that topic is dinosaur soft tissue. As you've all heard, dinosaurs are really, really old, right? Supposedly 60 to 200 plus million years old. So the concept or the idea that there might be soft tissue in dinosaur fossils is preposterous. Unfortunately for the evolutionist, for over 20 years, scientists have been finding soft tissue in dinosaur fossils. Lest you think this is conspiracy theory, I will share with you a lot of the peer-reviewed journals that have described this. Anyway, it's been happening for over 20 years, and I think this is something that is important to address. If you haven't heard about this, and if you're shocked that you haven't heard about it, I suggest you ask an evolutionist professor or friend why they haven't told you. It's important that they be honest. And with that being said, This show is dedicated to all those people who have the the dinosaur-eating-the-Christian-fish bumper stickers on their cars. For more on that, visit godsolutionshow.com and check for the bumper sticker worldview show. The bottom line is dinosaurs don't disprove the Bible at all. In fact, in this show, you're going to find that this dinosaur soft tissue is presenting quite the conundrum for the evolutionist. So here are the problems for the evolutionist. Supposedly dinosaurs roamed this earth from about 60 to 200 to 250 million years ago. That's a long time ago. We also know that soft tissue decomposes much faster than that. Mary Schweitzer, who was the first to discover dinosaur soft tissue, admitted in a recent issue of the journal Science that soft tissues should last at most around 100,000 years. So keep that in mind. The oldest soft tissue that you'd ever expect to find would be maybe 100,000 years. After that, they should be completely decomposed, completely mineralized, completely turned to rock. Now, if dinosaurs existed 60 to 250 million years ago, we're talking 600 to 2,500 times the average or the longest possible decay rate of soft tissues. In other words, the soft tissue should have been decomposed hundreds if not thousands of times over. Yet here we have dinosaur soft tissue. This seems to be compelling evidence that the dinosaurs were here on Earth much more recently than the supposed 60 to 250 million years ago. Lest you think this is some creationist joke or criticize it as a conspiracy theory, this, as I said, is in many peer-reviewed journals, and it has been for 20 years. So here are just a few of the peer-reviewed journals that have discussed this issue of dinosaur soft tissue being discovered in fossils. The journal Science has discussed this issue in 1993, 1995, 2005, and 2007. The Journal of the American Medical Association discussed it in 1993. The Journal of Vertebrate Paleontology discussed it in 1997. The Journal of Applied Genetics discussed it in 2003. Proceedings of the Royal Society B Biological Sciences discussed it in 2005 and 2007. Langmuir, A journal of the American Chemical Society discussed it in 2005. There have been many other popular media outlets that have also reported these findings and some other journal articles even more recent than the ones that I just discussed. Some of the other popular media outlets include the Smithsonian, National Geographic, 60 Minutes, and others. So the issue of dinosaur soft tissues is well documented by peer reviewed sources. And I have to add that those were all by evolutionist sources. Every one of those ones that I just mentioned would come down strongly on the side of evolution and strongly against any creationist perspective. So it'd be impossible to say that this is biased or one-sided research. This is the evolutionist himself telling you that yes, Soft tissue exists in dinosaur fossils. That's what we're seeing right now. Now, they're going to have to debate that because it flies in the face of everything they've believed and taught for decades. Yet, they have to admit that it is true. And this isn't just happening here or there. Scientists are finding dinosaur soft tissue all over the planet. They've found it in continents, All over the planet, it's been found in China and Europe and the USA. They've found it in numerous different types of dinosaurs. Hadrosaurs supposedly existed more than 60 million years ago. Yet, there have been hadrosaur fossils found that have soft tissue in them. Titanosaurs supposedly existed more than 60 million years ago. Yet, there are titanosaur fossils that have produced soft tissue as well. Ornithomimosaurs supposedly existed also more than 60 million years ago, yet their fossils have also contained soft tissue. T-Rexes were supposedly on the earth around 70 million years ago, yet there are T-Rex fossils with soft tissue in them. Triceratops also likely existed according to the modern scientific perspective around 70 plus million years ago. Yet here we have Triceratops soft tissue as well. Mosasaurs were a type of marine reptile that lived in the oceans supposedly more than 100 million years ago, if I'm not mistaken, and they also have produced soft tissue samples. Acrocanthosaurus is another type of dinosaur that supposedly lived more than 100 million years ago, and there are also soft tissues from that dinosaur. Archaeopteryx, the supposed first bird transition between dinosaurs and birds, supposedly lived around 150 million years ago, yet there have been soft tissues produced from those fossils as well. Allosaurus supposedly existed more than 150 million years ago, yet there are soft tissues from those dinosaurs as well. There are also soft tissues from apatosaurs, which supposedly existed more than 150 million years ago. And finally, there are soft tissue samples from lufengosaurs, which supposedly lived nearly 200 million years ago, I just discussed 11 different types of dinosaurs that have produced soft tissue samples. This is unbelievable. And those soft tissue samples range in supposed ages of 60 to over 200 million years old. Again, those soft tissues should not have lasted anywhere near 100,000 plus years. So the fact that we're finding soft tissues from all these different dinosaurs that supposedly date 2,000 times the longest possible existence of that soft tissue is unfathomable if evolution's long dates are accurate. So what do the scientists do? Because they have to address this. Well, a lot of the scientists, instead of dealing with it, are coming up with excuses. I heard one say... Who would have known that soft tissues could last that long? That's an obvious case of following his presupposition of saying we believe that these dinosaurs are hundreds of millions of years old. So if we find soft tissue, it must be hundreds of millions of years old. Unwilling to follow the evidence, unwilling to evaluate it on its own terms, unwilling to see what the science really says, just going with the presuppositions. Some scientists have claimed That the soft tissue isn't dinosaur soft tissue at all. That it's really just biofilm. In fact, if you bring this up with somebody that has heard of this, and there, again, are very few people that have even heard of dinosaur soft tissue existing today. But if you do find somebody that has, they'll likely give you the rote explanation that it's nothing more than biofilm. Well, that's also been debunked. It's not biofilm. In fact, A recent analysis, even from this very year, from Triceratops horns found that that's not the case. A recent article in Nature, also from this year, describes how the evidence strongly supports that this is really dinosaur soft tissue. The burden of proof is on the skeptic to explain why it's not, and they haven't been able to do that. The consensus today that has emerged is that the soft tissue being found really is from dinosaurs. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to The God Solution on KDUR, 91.9 and 93.9 FM in Durango and kdur.org online. We're talking about a very interesting topic. I'd be surprised if you've ever heard of it. But we're talking about dinosaur soft tissue. The fact is, dinosaur fossils are producing soft tissue samples, which should not happen if they really are as old as science claims they are. Again, if dinosaurs existed tens or even hundreds of millions of years ago, there should be no more soft tissue remaining, as that would have been long gone after about, at longest, 100,000 years. Yet 2,000 times that period of time later, supposedly, we have these soft tissue samples. It flies in the face of everything that science would predict if an evolutionary model of the universe was correct. Now, for all those that have claimed that the Bible is wrong and all this sort of stuff, this is incredible news. Like I said at the beginning of the show, I think that there are Christians on all sides of this debate, and it's important to be humble about one's position about this specific topic. But it's very interesting that these soft tissues are being found, and I think it does a lot of harm to evolutionary theory. So how old are these samples? We heard that one scientist said that who would have guessed that these samples could last hundreds of millions of years? Well, if soft tissue samples are being found, the question that remains is how old are they? Well, the intuitive first step that you think people would take would be to carbon date these things, right? Carbon date them and see how old they are. Well, why has it taken nearly 20 years to take this obvious next step? This has not been done until last fall. It was first done by a team last year, but most others have not done it. Again, any C-14 present would indicate an age of less than 50,000 years. So unwilling to accept that dinosaurs could be younger than 50,000 years old, most researchers seem to not even care to look for the c fourteen. They're unwilling to even check to see if it's there. Like I said, one team courageously did this last year. You can read more about this at newgeology.us. Dr. Thomas Saylor and his team carbon dated soft tissues from eight dinosaurs, including an Acrocanthosaurus, an Allosaurus, three Hydrosaurs, two Triceratops, and an Apatosaur. And they presented their findings at the 2012 Western Pacific Geophysics meeting in Singapore. Here are the dates that they found from carbon dating dinosaur soft tissue from dinosaurs uncovered in the U.S., China, and Europe. For the Acrocanthosaurus, they found an age of 30 to 32,000 years old. That is amazing considering the conventional expectation of an age for that dinosaur of more than 100 million years old. For the allosaur, they found an age of about 31,000 years old, far from the conventional age of more than 150 million years. They tested three hadrosaurs and found ages ranging from 22 up to 37,000 years old. That's far from the conventional age for hadrosaurs of 60 million plus years. They tested two triceratops and found a range of 24 to 39,000 years old for those Triceratops. Again, this is far from the expected age of 70 million years. Finally, they dated an Apatosaur, found an age of 38,000 years, which is far from the expectation of 150 million years old. Their paper was removed from the conference's website the day after the presentation because it contradicted the accepted very old perspective. So much for scientific integrity. It's unbelievable that the carbon dating was finally carried out and found across the board that every single dinosaur they tested was between 20 and 40,000 years old, obviously much younger than the tens of millions of years old that they had expected according to evolutionary theory. So their presentation was removed from the website of that convention because it contradicted the evolutionary perspective, but you can still see it online. If you go to godsolutionshow.com, I'll have the link of that presentation with this show's link. Doctors Panchara and Bennett members of that team said we encourage our colleagues to do their own carbon dating of dinosaur bones from museums and university fossil repositories around the world as well as testing for c14 and scrapings from dinosaur bones as they are excavated we are anxious to see their results presented just as we have done also we call on the news media and citizens everywhere to urge paleontologists curators university faculty and government scientific agencies to encourage and support further testing for c14 content in dinosaur remains Scientists need to know the actual chronology of the Earth and the age of the fossils. I couldn't agree more with them. I hope the scientific community will heed their advice. Schweitzer supposedly did her own carbon dating last year. And again, Schweitzer is the researcher that first found dinosaur soft tissue, who is herself an evolutionist. And she supposedly did her own carbon dating last year in 2012, but hasn't released those findings Curious why they would not have been released up to this point. As an evolutionist, it seems she is unwilling to follow Pontchara's and Bennett's advice of testing for the age of these dinosaurs. So, again, I'm not trying to make a small issue a big one. I've made it a point to focus on the bigger issues like the existence of the universe, the reliability of the Bible, the historicity of Christ's resurrection. Those things we can confirm without a doubt, and they are biblical absolutes. I don't think it's right to take something that is a smaller issue that's maybe inferred from biblical absolutes, and to take my opinion about that thing and make it a main point or something that I fight to the death on. That's why I haven't jumped into this issue all that much on this show. I did have one show where I discussed it briefly. That was about it. What I want to do is keep the main thing the main thing. Even if there were a natural explanation for how this could occur, I wouldn't be bothered by it as a theist or as a Christian. In fact, my theistic perspective gives me a broader bias than the atheist gives him. I'm okay with supernatural and natural explanations, while the atheist evolutionist is only okay with naturalistic explanations, so they're more biased than the Christian by default. So I'm okay with natural explanations if they're forthcoming. The reality, though, is that these recent young dates for carbon dating in dinosaur soft tissue samples show us that a lot of the evolutionary perspective seems to be way off track which we know is the case, because evolution did not happen. Bottom line is each of us should be committed to truth over presuppositions, to the evidence rather than our opinions. Christians, by virtue of the opposition which constantly wages against our faith, have come to accept the need to follow the evidence and know why we believe what we believe. We've come to accept this as a way of life. A Christian can hardly get through the day without their faith being challenged. Many other worldviews have never had to buckle down and be honest about the data. Evolution goes unchallenged for the most part in spite of its many problems. Naturalism goes unchallenged for the most part in spite of its many problems. It's encouraging that this issue of dinosaur soft tissues is forcing them to look inwardly, to introspect a bit in their own perspectives, and to realize that they've made some big mistakes, but they're already backing into their presuppositions, like I mentioned. Who would have known soft tissue could last millions of years? Quite the statement illustrating that they don't care what the evidence says, they're going to go to their presuppositions. Dr. Kevin Padian of UC Berkeley echoes that statement, stating... Chemicals that might degrade in a laboratory over a short period need not do so in a protected natural chemical environment. It's time to readjust our thinking. What he's saying there is literally don't follow the scientific method. It doesn't matter what the science says, follow your presuppositions. You believe it's old, believe it's old. Even if the science tells you it can't be old, you have to believe it's old. In his opinion, it doesn't matter what the science says about decay rates. Dinosaurs have to be extremely old, so the soft tissue must be as well. Academia doesn't let Christians get away with anything, and rightly so. If we're going to believe something, we should be committed to making sure it's legitimate, and our Christian faith is. Unfortunately, academia has created a colossal double standard when it comes to their own faith evolution, letting evolutionists get away with anything. So to recap, dinosaur soft tissue is being found in dinosaur fossils, and it's not just here or there. It's being found across the planet from many different types of dinosaurs. These dinosaur soft tissue samples fly in the face of the evolutionary expectation. They shouldn't even be around if they're older than 100,000 years, which they have to be according to the evolutionary perspective carbon dating seems to indicate that they are thousands of years old rather than millions of years old this is a big problem for evolutionists and i'm excited to hear where the research on this topic goes so why is this relevant many think that the bible is incompatible with science and that the age of the earth is the main reason that they hold that view i've discussed how that isn't the case on this show the bible makes incredibly accurate scientific pronouncements for example, the beginning of the universe, the expansion of the universe, Earth's spherical shape, the second law of thermodynamics, radioactive decay, and I could go on and on. Check out more at godsolutionshow.com on the show about science and the Bible. The bottom line is that we should be a lot more reserved before writing off the Bible. It has proven true time and time again. And once again, only the Bible has the answers you're looking for. That being said... The Bible tells us that God loves you more than you could ever imagine, that his thoughts for you outnumber the sand of the seas, and that he's loved you with an everlasting love. The Bible also tells us that God has a plan and a purpose for your life, that you're not just here to use up resources and die, but that you're here for a purpose that only you can fulfill. Unfortunately, the Bible says you and I are both sinful and that our sin separates us from God and a relationship with him. And it also fundamentally prevents us from accomplishing the life purpose that we're here for. Thankfully, Jesus, God in human flesh, came and lived a perfect life among us and died on the cross to pay for our sins so that anyone who puts their faith in him could be forgiven, could experience a life of relationship with God, and could look forward to an eternity with him in heaven. If you've never taken that step, I'd ask you to say, Jesus, Forgive my sins. Come into my life. Be my Savior and Lord. He says he will adopt you into his family the moment you put your faith and trust in him. I would encourage you to visit a local church this morning. Go to Godsolutionshow.com and check out our list of churches with times and locations for each of them. I would also invite you to connect this week. We're going to be meeting at Noble 125. Again, that's Noble 125 this Tuesday at 6 p.m. Get all of our previous shows at godsolutionshow.com and please let us know what you think. We appreciate your comments and questions. Remember, an open mind, honest heart, humble disposition, and diligent search always lead to Jesus. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great Sunday.